talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we're recapping Season 5, Episode 6, High Anxiety. Did that sound weird? High Anxiety. High Anxiety. High Anxiety. You're giving me anxiety, repeating anxiety so many times. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. Ugh. Steven, Steven, Steven. What did you think of High Anxiety? Freaking Dawson, man. Can't believe you tried to put that on Joey. (laughs) Well, she forgave him. I know. We knew she was going to. I still can't believe that came out of his mouth. I felt it. I remember stuff from this episode, though, but um, I totally forgot. But I was like, oh, he's going to totally say something to her about his dad dying and blaming her. I know it. And then he did. And her whole face turned. Did you did you notice it? Her whole face just changed. She was like smiling, like, what are you doing, Dawson? And all of a sudden she was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a severity that came into her face. And I mean, yeah, as it should have, because he basically just said, if you never left me that drunken voicemail on, you know, my phone, I never, I would have gone back to California and then maybe my dad would still be alive. Like he literally just tried to put the blame of his father's death on Joey for leaving a voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, you mean to tell me you blame Joey because of a voicemail? This isn't her fault. It's not your fault. It's just what happened. I know. And it kind of bothered me because in the last episode, well, not the last episode, but. Yeah, Pacey Pacey... gave him the rundown. He he said, This is where it happened. This is exactly what happened. This wasn't anybody's fault. It wasn't your fault. It's the guy who fell asleep at the wheel's fault. Yeah. But clearly, he's not. Grieving very well, and which is we we later find that you know he was supposed to be there to see somebody to help it, like a grief counselor, which he (laughs) flaked on. (laughs) I know, Doctor Weir. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I liked it. I thought it was a good episode. I um, I actually enjoyed it. I didn't, and I didn't think it was so much of a filler episode. It just was. I felt like we had to watch this because it's part of Dawson's story this season yeah. and getting through his grief and everything. And I, and I relate, I, I don't relate to how he's dealing with it, but I relate to grief and dealing with a parent dying. Um, I don't know. I was just crying all the time. <laughs> and like, um, I went into a hole sometimes, but I wasn't blaming anybody for it, you know, but it's it was a different situation too anyway right right right. um it was nice to have everybody kind of almost together at one point almost (laughs) i know i know i was kind of disappointed that they didn't have jen at that party with pacey i was like yeah she was going to the party what happened to her it felt very nostalgic to have a pacey throwing a party on a dock on a boat you know (laughs) yeah yeah He's good for that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was, so it was almost nostalgic. It was almost like it was his birthday again. But that was good. And I'm not sure how I felt about Jack. Well, Jack's just, being a, Jack's just being an asshole. Yeah, he's got this whole bro mentality thing kind of happening right now. And he was just like, who cares? Yeah, he looks, he's dealing with it fine. Dude, he's not feeling anything. Yeah, whatever, same thing. Like, he obviously, he just wants to party. And he's not really thinking about what's 
in the best interest of his friend. So I was I was disappointed in Jack's behavior in this episode. Her Smith was probably going to the writers being like, can you write me a little bit more straight, please? <laughs> right. Can I have some interest here? <laughs> Even if I'm doing something that's outside of my character's behavior. No. But it fits right into the whole bro mentality thing, I guess, that's going on with the uh, rushing and being in a fraternity. Fraternity? A Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari. <laughs> what word was I thinking of when I said that? You said Ferrari. <laughs> Fraternity. <laughs> what? I had to have been thinking of another word. Sorority. That's what oh, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. I was like, what did I do with that word? I messed something up. Sorority. Fraternity. I married the two words. That's what happened. <laughs> you know when you when you have to rush a Ferrari? <laughs> Oh Ferrari. yeah, dude! I said that really nice too. Like, like it sounded for a second like a real world, a real word. Ah! <laughs> I can't speak today. Ferrari, you know, sorority, fraternity, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Jamie, before we break this episode down, um, this is so. Here's what happens. Our two-year anniversary will have already passed by the time this episode comes out, okay? Because we recorded about three or four episodes already for the for the beginning of season five. And then we kind of did a couple of bonus episodes and put them out first. And silly us, we totally didn't realize what part of the what time what time of the year it is. I know. I know. <laughs> I got a notice a notification on Instagram saying, um, like this happened two years ago. And it was like one of the first posts that we put out for the podcast. And I was like, oh my God, our two year anniversary is coming up. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's July already like the first half of the year is over like we've passed the first half of the year already we're into the second half of this year it's just crazy time's going by lives are changing we've both been through like a lot (laughs) oh it's been crazy yeah um i saw a meme and it was like yeah this year's almost over i slept through six the first six months of the year yeah i mean that's pretty much what's happening it feels like it at least like because i'm you blink and it's over and i don't i don't know but i mean obviously we haven't been sleeping through we've been doing things maybe i'm just sleepwalking my entire life i don't know we have been through we both have been through some changes that's a throwback to one of the episodes remember yeah um but yeah, our two-year anniversary is is will be upon us next week on the twenty-first. Today is the twelfth, mm-hmm. so we're recording this on July twelfth, and we figured we would just speak about it in this episode because, like I said, our anniversary will anniversary will have passed already by the time this comes out. But I thought it would be fun instead of doing like our regular catch-up to maybe just look back on the past two years of creating this podcast and what it has done for us, like um, socially, financially, economically, personally. I mean, there's big old zeros on a bunch <laughs> of those, but <laughs> I was going to say financially, nothing socially, nothing for me, but <laughs> well, financially we are making some kind of money via the Patreon, which we sincerely appreciate all of our patrons Yes. Um, 
so yeah, we started a Patreon this year. Um, it was something that we were like talking about for a while. And the more downloads we were getting per episode, I was like, let's just like see what happens. And we actually have patrons. Um, it's it's not it's very nice. I I kind of hope we get more eventually. <laughs> um but right now it's it's nice that we're able to put out bonus content for our listeners and um you know it's that's been fun just having like a sort of side project for the podcast yeah um, it has been. and we're and we're watching like other shows on top of dawson's creek and... i can't say no socially because i have met some some other yeah i was just people that we've had come on yeah I was like, well i said no i'm like socially for you yes because you you're the most social out of both of us <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I have met some really awesome people that have uh, had us come on their podcast or they've yeah. come on our podcast. So I've networked a little bit. I am. Yeah, I am very uh, appreciative of the people that we've met doing mm-hmm. this podcast, like um, people that have become really good friends for to me personally and who I speak to daily and. I've gotten to know better and we've had them on our show. And I mean, we just did a podcast last night for um, fashion grunge podcast. And Lauren who run, uh, who runs that show reached out to us directly and said, do you want to come on and talk about Dawson's Creek? And we were like, sure, (laughs) let's do it. And uh, we had a blast. I I really enjoyed doing that. Um, Lauren's a really cool person. I liked talking to her. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that um that she asked us to come on. I was happy to do it. Yeah, I love that she has so much knowledge about the show. Yeah, she's that was what, man. right. And it was nice that we didn't have to really do anything. We were just sort of like just talking. It was nice, right? <laughs> um, and the other thing I really appreciate is getting people on our show who worked on the show so like having craig edwards come on and gina fattore they were big gets for us i mean um you know i'm still trying to get some of the actors to come on so we'll see what happens with that who knows who knows maybe we'll get grams <laughs> Ooh, could you imagine oh i would love that oh my god well we'll see what happens <laughs> um what else also like our downloads are pretty great mm-hmm. like i what are we at now like when i check it they're pretty they're pretty stable well, let me check all right so currently our all-time downloads are twenty three thousand three hundred and thirty one since published that's awesome look at us doing things yeah that is a lot i mean I'm kind of shocked at that. <laughs> um, but no, I think we're just looking forward to the future. And, you know, we're almost done this this series. And we're starting a new series this month on Patreon, um, which is going to be the Kevin Williamson series, Glory Days. Um, if you are a part of our Patreon, then you could have voted in that poll and been a part of that. <laughs> um, but we're already talking about what we're going to do next, which is exciting. And I have to give a shout out to one of our devoted listeners, Rosie Posey, um, AKA Shana. She DMs me the other night 
And she was like, what? No, I, I asked her something. I forget. She said she made a comment about like, I don't like to post a lot on your social media because I don't mm-hmm. want to look like a creep. And I was like, please. I was like, no, post all you want, like all day, every day. I was like, we don't care. I was yeah, like, and we don't think, yeah, I was like, and we don't think you're a creep at all. Like, you're very supportive of us. I was like, say whatever you want. And then she started posting stuff, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I'm so glad that she did because our engagement, I think people, because we were, most of our stuff, like in our, in our feeds or whatever is just like promotional random stuff. You know what I mean? Occasionally I'll throw in a, <laughs> I'll throw in something on Facebook. But like, we really don't have, we don't talk about like, yeah, there's no like conversation happening. And even when I right. try to post stuff, nobody talks. I don't get it. People don't even like the post. I don't understand it. I'm like, just can't, I, it's like seen by how many people. I'm like, just like the post. Yeah. I don't get it. But, um, it's okay. No, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, no. I said, you know, as, as a listener, like, I just want to know your feedback for something about something. And I said, if we, like when we're done Dawson's Creek, are you going to, would you still continue listening to us with whatever we're going to do? And she was like, I will follow you wherever. Like, I love you guys. Like she said, she liked our dynamic pretty much. And I thought that was really sweet of her to say. So Sheena, we appreciate you so much. We love you. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, whatever we're doing next, we hope that you listen to us. (laughs) Oh my god. Um yeah, do you have anything else to say? No. <laughs> I'm getting like super hot. Oh, Steve is having his hot flash, everybody. I had one earlier this morning. I was I was just sitting here and I got so hot and uncomfortable. He has now entered advanced womanhood. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can no longer get my period or have baby. <laughs> Advanced womanhood. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Over for me. <laughs> but yeah, happy anniversary to us. And happy anniversary. And let's hope we get to another two years, Jamie. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Do you think we will? <laughs> we will. Do you promise, Jamie? Promise. You swear? Pinky swear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right well with that why don't we get into this episode what do you say let's do it what are you doing talking to you you're doing something you're not even paying attention i am paying attention are you ready are you i'm born ready thank god are you playing (laughs) sims i'm gonna scream if you're no i can't play sims while i'm doing this are you out of your mind my computer would explode Oh my god, please, I don't want that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, what, didn't Lauren from Fashion Grunge say something last night when we were recording? She said something about one of the episodes. I was like, what are you doing? Because you weren't... Oh, um, I was playing that BTS game. Yeah. I was playing that BTS game that was, that was on like... like oh, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> she probably wasn't listening to anything I was saying. That's Jamie for you, the best podcast co-host ever. <laughs> she doesn't even respond to anything I say. <laughs> I'm awesome, okay. She's like, wait, I gotta play at least three games of Sudoku while I'm doing this. <laughs> and doodle and text my boyfriend. And, 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 yeah, well, you know. Ugh. 
hot. I don't know what happened. I know. To me. I just got all, like, so overwhelmed. No, it just like came over me like hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Take it off. I take it off. Ha, ha, ha. I got a cold water. Good. Drink your cold water. Try to cool yourself down. You're sweating bullets over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're such an idiot. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait. The longer he sweats, the more I can get through what I can get through on this computer, whatever I'm doing. <laughs> what are you doing? Just like browsing the web? No, no I have Sudoku puzzle up. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even do Sudoku. I don't understand it. <laughs> I can show you how to do it one day if you it, want. I don't need to. Aubrey tried to show me years ago and I just didn't get it. I just couldn't do it. So I stopped worrying about it. She really? Loved, like, yeah, she like... She was always doing logic puzzles and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do those. I she, And she'd be like, well, you're just not a logical person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think and I'm pretty logical. <laughs> all it is is just like a, like a pattern, I guess. You have nine numbers and you can't repeat them in the same line and you can't repeat them in the same nine box. Like a, there's like, nine, like these boxes. Yeah, I'm not good with those things. Like, you know, when you would get those in math class? Mm-hmm. I was like, what's the next number? I would be like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I can't figure this out. But I could spell anything. <laughs> I'm yeah. not good at that. <laughs> Tell me to write an essay. I'll write a fucking essay. That's amazing. <laughs> it'll be amazing. it'll be Joey Potter-esque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't understand it at first either, but then I figured it out. There actually this this app has um it has it another way. So, like, the boxes are different, and they're color-coded. So, like, it adds a little extra challenge to it, which is kind of cool. I've never seen it before. It took me a minute to figure out how to do it. Hmm. All right, Jamie. Let's get into this episode. What do you say? Okay, Dave. (laughs) All right. So, this week, we're recapping Season 5, Episode 6, High Anxiety. Aired November 14th, 2001, written by... Allison Robinson and Joshua Christ, and directed by Jason Moore. Jason Derulo. <laughs> All right. So we open with Dawson. Actually, we open with this like beautiful scenery of downtown Cape Side, which is AKA Wilmington, North Carolina. And mm-hmm. all of those buildings that they showed were flashing back to me of all the times I've been there but we end up at Dawson's doctor where he's getting like a checkup because the last episode he explains to Joey that he's having these like attacks where he sort of like shuts down and he doesn't know why and the doctor's like everything's fine you're healthy or whatever and he's like you know I I keep getting these episodes they're really attacks really and he's like, I get all sweaty and I feel like I'm going to pass out. Kind of like what just happened to me. Maybe I'm having an anxiety attack. Um, you think? Why? Maybe all of information overload. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <Jamie>. <laughs> oh, so, so his doctor's like, well, you know, it could be due to your dad dying and you're not like dealing with the grief. 
And he's like, no, I think I'm dealing with it. And he's like, maybe the attacks are a way that you're dealing with it. And he's like, no, I think I'm fine. And he's like, I just don't know why I'm having attacks. Well, Dawson, because you're not dealing with the grief of your dad dying. And like, you know, you're having panic attacks because you're overwhelmed and all this stuff. It's totally normal. And um, the doctor's like, look, I'm going to refer you to a a specialist, Dr. Weir, there in Boston. And he's like, oh, like a shrink. And he's like, more of like a grief counselor. And he's like, let me get you into Dr. Weir's office. And Dawson's like, well, I I can't really, do you have anything closer? Because I can't really go to Boston. And he's like, well, the closest is is in Providence, but you won't regret the trip. (laughs) And he's like, Boston's so much further away than Providence. Because remember in season one when they when Billy took them to Providence, it was like a hop, skip, and a jump on the ferry. And yeah, he was driving all the way to Boston to go to the to a therapist. I was like, God damn it. They didn't have like Zoom meetings before. Not then, dude. <laughs> he literally had to go. It's so ridiculous. So wait, he gets on the phone with the receptionist and he's like, get Dr. Weir on the phone. And get Dawson Leary in for a meeting or a... a, a Consultation. Um, yeah, oh. like, whatever. <laughs> One so, of those things. Yeah, so the receptionist <laughs> walks in. She's all like, you're all set, Dr. Weir, tomorrow at 5 p.m. I was like, first of all, this kid has to drive all the way to Boston for a therapy session. And it's at 5 p.m. during the week. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> first of all. How the heck did they call it and be like, oh, yeah, that's what you for tomorrow. That was yeah, my other right. thought. I call bull. <laughs> I was like, that would have taken months. But I guess because he got a referral from this other doctor, he was like immediately no, it in. It still would have taken time. These oh people clearly are not used very often. It's like they're not busy. I know. Dr. Weir is not a good doctor. <laughs> He's not a busy doctor at all. He's definitely don't have people like dying to get in but i was like uh can i see dr weir maybe because <laughs> i've been looking for a therapist for like over two years <laughs> can uh, you sign us up for that please sir because <sighs> we won't flake oh my god so yeah he he's like uh i guess i'm going to boston yeah so that was the opening we get the opening credits i don't want to wait <laughs> and joey's running 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 through boston like she's always jogging now in the opening credits <laughs> with her little flip phone good thing now that's how she she handles life she's just like i'm just gonna go for a jog yeah sounds such a good idea. idea yeah um we cut to joey uh coming home to her dorm and audrey is freaking out cleaning up her space and joey says what's with this martha stewart routine and audrey's like well my mother's in town and uh, she's coming to visit for the day, Joey. And she's like, I mean, you mean I get to meet the woman responsible for bringing you into this world? This should be fun. Oh, God. Audrey's like, uh, no, Joey, not fun. Not even a distant relative of fun. In fact, as far down the fun family tree you could possibly get. And Joey's like, uh, I take it you two have some issues. <laughs> uh, obviously. Oh, my God. Audrey says that her mother has systematically destroyed her self-esteem. And Joey's like, you're such an exaggerator, Audrey. Like, please, coming from the, like, the biggest exaggerator ever. She's like, my mom used to borrow my clothes and hit on all of my boyfriends. She's like a menace to society, an enemy of daughters everywhere. 
She's like, brace yourself, Joe. Something wicked this way comes. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> did Dawson call? She's like, anyway, did Dawson call? Can we can we focus on me again? I know. She's like, anyway, back to me. And she's like, like, I would forget to tell you. And she like looks at her and she's like, you're right. I would forget to tell you. But no, he didn't call. But I'm like, you have a cell phone. Like if he couldn't reach you at your dorm, he would call your cell phone. Yeah, you would think so. Like they're flipping those phones out constantly this season. It's it's hilarious. They all got cell phones. Yeah, I know. It was really obvious with Dawson when he was like, oh, you know what? I was supposed to call you. Let me call you now. And it starts out really cute. Until, like, dick. <laughs> they were like, they're like, oh, yeah, this is a promotion for uh, cell phones everywhere. Yeah, right. Here's the Motorola. Oh, my God. Nokia's aren't exactly uh, invented yet, you know. No. Yeah, Motorola right now. I think I had an Nokia phone. It was a little gray phone with a antenna and it flipped open. That was like my very first cell phone. I had like the cute. MTV phone. I remember them always pushing it on MTV. Oh, well. I don't know what brand that was. And I had the Motorola flip phone and I did have like one Nokia and it was like purple. It had lights on the sides or something. Oh my God. Oh my God, Jamie. I know I still have them because when we were moving, I was going through my shit. I think I kept them. I think they're in my um my storage thing. I should pull them out and take pictures of them since we're talking about cell phones. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my Old god, stuff on them. Um, so anyway, uh we cut to Jen. She's with Pacey on his boat that's not his boat, and she's sitting there complaining about Charlie and how stupid she was for believing him. Because don't forget, last episode she caught him cheating on her. Yes. That girl was coming out of his room. Um, because Charlie's a scumbag pig. I can't stand him. If you don't know by now, I hate <laughs> Charlie and I hate Chad Michael Murray. Okay. I, I think they know now. <laughs> if they didn't know then, they definitely know now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they knew then. <laughs> um, so she's like, all men are dogs. And Pacey's like, yes, we are. I agree with you. And she says, no, it'd be better if they just went up to you, sniffed your butt and peed on you. Cause they're going to do it anyway. Metaphorically speaking. And she like, holds up pacey's like cleaning up his boat area i guess because danny was there and she picked up a necklace necklace in the in the couch or whatever and she's like oh what's this and he's like it's a long story yeah i didn't get it until it happened really you didn't get it yeah i didn't understand it until the scene happened where he gave him that gave danny the necklace i was like oh okay yeah well he just assumed that it was probably his wife right Good thing he didn't give it back to the wife. <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting my episodes confused. So like, so last week, Pacey found out that Danny wasn't with his wife on the boat because the wife came in to the restaurant with Danny's um, wallet and she was all sick. Yeah. And he realized that Danny was on the boat with somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Thought so it was a little weird. <laughs> so when Jen hands him the necklace, Pacey already knows that it's not Danny's wife's necklace. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, this was just solidifying it. Yeah, he he knew, but I mean, he he didn't know who the necklace belonged to. This episode, he finds out who the necklace belonged to. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Oh my god! I don't know why that confused me. It just confused me so much. Okay. <laughs> my brain is like an overload. I'm melting. I'm. <laughs> I am. Blood's coming out of my eyeballs. <laughs> oh my gosh! Look. 
blood's coming out of my eyeballs. <laughs> that is a medical emergency. <laughs> Probably call someone. <laughs> oh, I refuse. <laughs> oh, that is not normal, Steven. This okay. is great content for the podcast. <laughs> um anyway so pacey's like isn't this jack's area of expertise and she's like oh jack i haven't spoken to jack in weeks he's probably guzzling beer with his neander creep frat brothers and he's like look you have two options get angry which you clearly already have done or get even she's like hmm get even maybe that's what i'll do because i'm I'm so glad i did (laughs) i know so now dawson's at home we see him walking down the stairs and we get a glimpse of the awful wall art that's in the Leary house, which <laughs> I don't understand. I was like, is that a bed frame that they just hung up on the wall? I didn't I get it. Don't even, I don't even know. So he's like doing a scan of the living room and it's totally empty. And they do like a shot of a chair, I guess, that Mitch sat in at one point. I don't remember. <laughs> just a lonely chair. But he's like getting upset. Of course. So now Pacey is at the restaurant. He's it's his day off. We see him getting some free soup or clam chowder. And Karen is there schooling him on the difference of what bisque and chowder is because Pacey is not a real chef. He doesn't know the difference. Even though he's he's lived even though he's lived in a seaside town for his whole life, you would think he would know the difference. He's learning. I don't know the difference. I mean, I don't live on the seaside. But I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> I feel like if you grew up in Massachusetts, you would know what the difference is. Seriously. Do you know what the difference is? Can you enlighten those of us who have no idea? You don't know either? No. One's called bisque and one's called clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> I can Google it and find out what the difference is. Bisque. What's the difference between bisque and chowder? Let's see. It's- bisque what's the bisque sounds like bisquick so i'm gonna say it's made out of pancake mix (laughs) oh it came up bisque and chowder texture the key difference between bisques and chowders is in the final texture bisques are smooth silky seafood soup while chowders are chunky and toothsome toothsome with chunks of potatoes meat or vegetables oh oh that makes sense like butter like criminal (laughs) undercover gone Pop like summer, <laughs> making you sweat like that. <laughs> like, did you ever get the lobster bisque that they had at Wawa? No, oh. that was a thing. Yeah, or it was like clam bisque or some, or um, corn bisque or something. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know what clam chowder is. Like, if I ever had it, so anyway, I know what it looks like. <laughs> I like. Clam- Do you like clam chowder? I don't remember. Remember in Ace Ventura when he's like. New England clam chowder. <laughs> and he goes, sort of, a little bit. Is that yeah. The red or the white? And he goes, I can never remember that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get into the club or something. <laughs> it's like a pass. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I man. What Wait, which one was that one? I forget what the answer is. Do you remember? No. I'm I trying to remember red. which one that is. They it's the first one. Isn't clam chowder white? Well, they have two different ones. They have a red one and a white one. I feel like I'm only familiar with the white one. Like it's, I just can picture the white chunky glop. 
<laughs> I think the red is the tomato base. Well, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little throwback for you, Ace Ventura. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Smoke it. <laughs> That's the wrong one, but it's all right. I know. It's still Jim Carrey. It is Jim Carrey. It makes me want to watch uh, The Mask now. I know. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. I just watched it recently. Did you really? Yeah. I think I watched it when I was in Vegas. I think it was on. <laughs> I think I watched um, it when I was in Vegas. It's streaming on something. I'll have to find it. I haven't watched it in years. Smoking. Um, so he goes to walk away and she says, you think you can have whatever you want in this restaurant, don't you? Like, she's all chippy and cheery. I was like, yeah, she's been getting laid. That's why. (laughs) You know, it was such a weird way to deliver that line. And he says, well, obviously not whatever I want, meaning you, Karen, I want to fuck you. (laughs) And she's like, whatever, Pacey. You and the boss, man. (laughs) I know. Um, I mean, she could. She could fuck him if she wanted to. It's not like she's married to Danny. Mm-hmm. She's just a homewrecker. <laughs> right. Uh, so Pacey goes over and sits with Danny, who gives him his paycheck. And Pacey gives Danny the necklace that he left on his boat. And Danny sort of, like, snatches it real quick. And mm-hmm. he goes, you know, how about you let me borrow your boat again? And Pacey's like, no. Um... Uh, I'm busy. And he's like, I'll give you the night off. And he's like, I already have the night off. And he's like, then I'll give you tomorrow night off. And he's like, I can't. Just, I can't. And he's like, why? And he's like, I'm kind of having like this thing for my friend. And you hear Karen go, did you hear that, everyone? Pacey's throwing a party. And then the whole restaurant is like, the workers are like, woo! And they yeah, that was rude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was rude. It was, it was kind of funny. But they're playing this weird game. Like he told Jen in the last episode where like third graders like play fight. You know what I mean? Because they like each other. Yeah. The like flirting. Right. The flirting. All right. So now we're back at Dawson's and he's staring at the phone. So there. So there's this weird shot that they did. I don't remember the name of the shot, though. And I and I meant to look it up. But you mean like their location. No. So he's at his he's in the kitchen right thing or or he's like looking at the phone in his living room or something and the background it looks like everything's closing in on him like the background is going further back out and the foreground is going further towards him they did it in the scream episode too with jen in the hallway at school and i don't remember the name of that shot what it's like type of that type of like panning with the yeah yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm What's not a name? filmy person. Where the foreground and background they like move away from each other almost. Yeah. It's like a Yeah, it's a really, really cool shot. Oh, it's called a deep focus shot. Okay, that te- makes sense. A technique that uses an out of focus foreground to produce a sense of depth in the image. Yeah. Yeah. It creates shots where both near and distant objects are sharply focused at the same time. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So to me, that shot showed what was going on in Dawson's head. You know what I mean? Like he was sort of like panicking, looking at the phone because he asked to call. He's trying to call Joey, I think. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. He So he finally picks up the phone 
and he dials and he sees that um, we see Joey and then her phone's ringing. So then he looks, he looks like he's about to hang it up, but then he hears her on the other line and she's like, Dawson. (laughs) And he finally like answers and he's like, uh, Hey Joe. He's like, I apologize for not calling sooner. I just had my hands full. And she starts to say something to him, probably like she wants to be helpful to him. I don't know, but he cuts her off and he's like, you know, I'm going to be in Boston over the weekend. Oh, it's a weekend, not a weeknight. He's going to be there on the weekends. Unless he's going on a Friday. They said tomorrow was his appointment. Is that mean today is Friday? I'm so confused with that because it sounded like they said that the appointment was tomorrow at five. Right. Yeah. I would assume it would be on a Friday. So maybe he's driving there on a Friday and he's going to stay for the weekends. So he would have blew off the the Friday appointment. Yeah. And then just been there for the whole weekend. Yeah. I think that's what happens. Because, like, no, I don't know who goes to therapy on a Saturday unless you do. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know, because the timing doesn't really make any sense. Right. So he gets there and he gets to Graham's house. Right. With where everybody's at, where they're at. And then they're already leaving. So he's going with with Jack. And then he ends up at Pacey's party after doing drinking beer or whatever at the fraternity. I said it right. The priority. Priority. At the fraternity, right? And then that whole debacle happens. And then it's the next morning and he's got regret. And then he's with Joey and then he's leaving. So I feel like that was like a Saturday into Sunday. Unless it was only a Friday into Saturday and he left Saturday night. I'm going to say it's a Friday into a Saturday. It's so weird that you would leave Saturday night, not just stay until Sunday. Is that just how my brain works? Yeah. Maybe he needed to get home. I don't know. Yeah. He was like, I don't want to wait. I'm just going to get home. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. <laughs> so, yeah, he tells Joey that he's going to be in Boston over the weekend. And she's like, do you need a place to stay? And he's like, no, I'll probably just go stay with Jack and Jen. And she, like, sounds and looks a little disappointed. Like, he doesn't want to see me. And he's like, you know, I'll give you a call when I get into town. So he's being super awkward and yeah he's avoiding her right i feel he's kind of being avoidy yeah we're like why is he doing this but we find out what happens later which we already talked about so (laughs) he hangs up and she's like i know something's up so we cut to dawson who's at dr weir's and he sits down like the camera keeps cutting to like every little thing in that office and he sees a buzzer on the table where he's sitting and he buzzes it a couple of times and nothing happens. And he goes and he starts looking through magazines and he's like clocking the door to see if anybody's going to answer or like come out. And finally he just gets up and he walks out and he leaves. This is when he flakes. Right. He flakes on his, he flakes on his therapy session with the, the uh, infamous Dr. Weird. I mean, at least he showed up. <laughs> I if only like, that shrink would have just moved their tail feathers a little faster, then it would have been too late, and you know he couldn't have he wouldn't have walked out the door. <laughs> she was probably with another client who was like having a breakdown or something. <laughs> Likelihood's very high, yeah. Um. So yeah, he leaves. Uh, the one thing I did appreciate about this scene was all the magazines that were in the waiting room because uh, one thing I love about going places. Like the doctors looking through their magazines and like stealing things, yeah. That other people have touched and flipped through while sick. 
and I cooties mean, don't wash their hands and then they're touching things because let's face it, people don't wash their hands. Whatever. Ever. If I saw something in a magazine, I would, I would just rip it out. <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, I picked up the magazines too, but I never like took anything out of them, and I never took like like. Did you ever like the uh, like perfumes that used to be in there? Oh, I never no. liked any of that stuff. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I was never a cologne person to begin with. I mean, I wore certain things as a kid, but like as an adult, I never wear cologne. I don't like that. I don't like having like an odor like that on me or a scent. I just like hmm. people tell me they like my natural body odor, and I'm like. Thanks, it's my deodorant. <laughs> People are like, you smell really good. I'm like, thanks, it's my um, Old Spice deodorant. I know every time I, every time I see Chris, I'm just like, you smell really good. Why do you smell so good? He's like, <laughs> when I first met Justin, he had this cologne on, and I always thought it smelled so good. Yeah, Chris's and... cologne is like really nice. I'm like this smells so good on it. you. I don't know what it is, but it smells so good on you. <laughs> I don't know what cologne it is that he did he he still has a bottle of it, but whenever he would wear it, I'd be like, You smell like New Year's. <laughs> New Year's. Is that just what it reminds you of? New Year's? Yeah, it reminds me when I met him. Still does. It's one of those weird sensory things. The sense of smell is very strong with memory. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mm-hmm. smell certain things and I am immediately taken back to a certain time in my life. It's crazy. That and music. When I um when I met like Chris for the first time in person, he smokes those um like the vapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had this elf bar one and it was like this berry, blueberry something. I don't know. Like Justin's had it. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever it was smelled so good. Like and that was the one that he was smoking that weekend or whatever. So like that's like that's well I was smelling it, you know what I mean? And it smelled so good. So like Fast forward to like a week later, I'm home and I'm in the car with my brother and I'm on my phone. And he's driving us to Duncan, I think. And <laughs> where else would you go? <laughs> and I got I got this whiff of that smell and my head shot up and I looked to the left because where else would it come from? And my brother is got the same elf bar, but like I instantly got transported right back to like hanging out with Chris in the car and it like I had to like look and see who I was in the car with for a second. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just happened to have been the same elf bar and I thought that was really funny. So yeah, smells great great trigger for memories for sure. Oh that's perfect for it. It's a great trigger, yeah. I hate vapes. <laughs> I can't stand them. And Justin vapes all the time. I can't stand them. Yeah. It's whatever. As long as it's not in my face. Um, so now we meet Audrey's mother, who is weighing her daughter in her dorm room. Such and, a weird mom. <laughs> yeah, so she's played by Brenda Strong, and if you look up her IMDb, she's been in everything. She was in Desperate Housewives. She's been she's been in every single TV show that you can think of. She's been a working actress forever. Yeah. Did you yeah, recognize her? Yeah, she looks familiar. So Audrey's like, is it any wonder why I hate myself? And her mom's like, you're such a drama queen. Audrey says, this coming from Stella Adler herself. (laughs) So I had to look up Stella Adler. And she was like a famous actress in the 30s who like was just a big actress back then. Oh, okay. I've heard that name, but I was like, I don't even know who that is. Any gay guys listening to this probably know. And they're like, oh my God, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Or just any fans of that actress. I mean, we don't know their lives. 
No, I'm not a gay guy who like knows everything about like gay culture. <laughs> not saying she was gay culture. <laughs> I'm just saying I feel like gay men would know who she is. That's all I'm saying. Probably just like they know the difference between a Jimmy Choo and whatever that okay. other shoe was from <laughs> Miss Congeniality, you know? Oh no, it was a uh, blonde, legally blonde. I'm sorry. Oh right, yeah, where he's like. You wearing last season's Jimmy Choo's? Is that what it was? I don't know what show it was. It or was Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. It was some kind of something or other. She's like, these weren't last season. <gasps> How do you know this? That is a good movie. Yeah. Sorry, got distracted again. So Joey comes home and she meets Audrey's mom and they hug. Her mom hugs her like super tight. And she compliments Joey on her figure. She's like, oh my god, have you ever modeled? And and Joey's like, no, I've never modeled. And Audrey makes a comment about how she makes her feel bad about her weight. And she says, look, Audrey, it's a known fact that your first year of college, you pack on the LBs. (laughs) And she turns around and she's standing in front of Joey and she goes, now, be honest with me. Do I look more like Audrey's sister or her mother? And Joey's like, uh, Audrey, like, hides under her, um, Poor Audrey. goose feather blanket because she can't stand her mom. <laughs> and Joey says, definitely her sister. <laughs> and her mom's like, you must come to dinner with us tonight. And Joey's like, oh, I can't. I just, I have, she reminded me when she blew us off when we asked her for her autograph. <laughs> she did the same thing. <laughs> She's like, I have to make a phone call. I can't. Audrey's Bye. not. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta run now. Bye. <laughs> so Audrey grabs Joey and she's like, did you hear about that leak in the bathroom? And Joey's like, what? She's like, just sh- like, come with me. And she apologizes to her mom and they lock themselves in the bathroom and Audrey puts them in the water so that her mom believes that there's like a leak in the bathroom. <laughs> and she's like, you told her that she looks like my sister. And she's like, well, what was I supposed to say? And she does look really young. And she says, yeah, thanks to her two best friends, collagen and Botox. <laughs> Audrey's, like, Audrey's like begging Joey to go to, to go to dinner with them. And she's like, I can't. I'm waiting for Dawson to call. And she says, but you have a cell phone, Joey. And she says, but we're supposed to go out later. Could you imagine if she literally stayed home and did nothing while waiting by the phone for Dawson to call and he never actually calls her. The only reason why he did it is because he, you know, sees her and is like, oh, I was supposed to call you. Let me do it now. Wait, wait, you're here. Oh, my God. This made me mad. Not only that, but she does have a cell phone. Like, Audrey's right. You have a cell phone. If he's going to call you, you can always just go meet him afterwards just come to dinner with me be my friend for a minute you see i'm struggling here you know right right no yeah i just i'm just saying i would have been pissed (laughs) i know i was like that's a poor excuse okay so audrey says you know that the party's later and she goes thank you joey you're a lifesaver and joey's like i'm getting gonna be stuck having dinner with these two i really like how joey handles her mom later Oh my I god, did. I know. Oh, wait, I wrote the whole thing down. I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alright, so now Dawson is at Jen's. We never see Grams in this episode. I know. Um, but Jen didn't know that he was that he was coming. 
And she looks fucking stunning in what she's wearing. Yeah, yes, she does. She's wearing like her uh that so she's all dressed up. She's got her hair like on this on the side at the top. She's got red lipstick on, her hair's down, and she's got on this like nice like black shirt and it's and like a long skirt because she's going to Charlie's. Yeah. She looks super cute. I love the way her hair and makeup was done in this like scene. Yeah, I loved it. So Jack comes down and greets Dawson and Jack and Jen are barely even speaking to each other. Yeah. So Dawson says to Jen, like, where are you going? Because you look smoking hot. And she says, thanks. I'll take the compliment, but subtly defer the answer until a later date. And Jack says, yeah, you subtly defer that answer, Jen. (laughs) Oh my God. He's such an ass wife, dude. (laughs) So Jack's like, like, what are you doing? You want to go to the frat house with me? And Dawson's like, you know what? Yeah. Only if I'm not intruding. And he's like, let's get drunk. Let's get drunk. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let's relax, Dawson. Just come with me. We'll go have a couple of drinks. And uh, maybe we'll get handsy later. Who knows? <laughs> so Jen shows up at Charlie's. And she knocks on the door and we hear him in his dorm ask, who is it? And she says, it's Jen. She says, Jen, your most willing girl servant. So then he answers the door, but he only answers it like halfway. He doesn't open the the door all the way. And he's like kind of surprised to see her. And he goes, what are you doing here? And she says, we had plans to rock your world. And he goes, "Um, that was for tomorrow. And then she goes, Oh, you know what? You're right. And then she pushes open the door and she walks right past him into his room. <laughs> this like this entire like intro to the scene doesn't make any sense to me. If this other girl, what's her name? Um Nora. Nora. If Nora is his girlfriend in her eyes and he's ushering her into the closet, she mean to tell me she wouldn't be questioning this? Oh, I know. Well, no, my thought- thing is I thought I thought maybe she would get in trouble like if he thought it was like like the dorm whatever but with all when he gets rushed out into the hallway there is boys and girls everywhere so like I'm like no it can't be because he's got a girl in his room like why would she be comfortable getting rushed into a closet if she is I think she already knew about it I think Jen. I think they already kind of like they planned it together. Yeah, I think Jen called her, found out who she was, called her, and they set this whole thing up because it was get about getting even. Because mm. when she comes out of the closet, she's not even like mad at her. Yeah, well, she shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, you know, I know, but you know how that goes. Like, it's, I know, it's girls like, get who mad the fuck at her. Are you dumb shit, <laughs> stupid. So Jen walks into the room and she's like, I really need to get one of those Palm Pilot things to keep track of all my liaisons. And she like chucks her coat at him. And she says, well, as long as I'm here, what are your thoughts on getting naked? And then she sits down on the bed and he's like, you know, now's not the best time, Jen. We can tell that she's just totally playing a game with him right now. Oh, yeah, we definitely can tell. I don't know how he didn't tell. Because he's dumb. (laughs) he could not tell because he's a fucking idiot jeez so she's so she plays like 
I get it. You don't want me. Do you know what that's like for a girl to offer oneself and then be rejected? It's horrible. And he's like, no, I just have a midterm. And she's like, I understand. And then she walks over to his closet. She's like, I just have to get my sweater. And he starts freaking out. And he's like, it's not here. It's the dry cleaners because I'm good like that. And then (laughs) out walks Nora who is the girl that Jen caught him kissing in the last episode. Right. So Nora says to Jen, who are you? And she says, Charlie's girlfriend, who are you? And Jen says, I'm Charlie's girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And then they both turn and look at Charlie and he's just like, um, I have really sweating bullets, man. He's sweating bullets now. He got so scared. His hair got stuck up even more. He was like, I hate, I hate his hair so much. <laughs> He's so annoying. Um, all right. So now we're at the frat house and they're playing like beer games where they're like chugging beer and Dawson wins it for the team. Cause he's a great chugger. He's a great beer chugger <laughs> and he's numbing his pain with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's just a scene to show us where he's at. We cut to dinner with Audrey and Joey and Audrey's mom. And did you notice this bougie restaurant as well had the most ugliest table lamps like the other one did? Yeah. I was like, like they were trying to be like real intimate and classy with it, but I was just like, but what are you doing? Yeah, I'm starting to see a theme. They have ugly blue lamps in every restaurant scene. And I swear it was the same restaurant as the last episode. It might have been. We don't know. So Audrey's mom starts this whole mess of shit with Audrey. Like, she's just saying really disgusting things to her. Like, she makes a comment about the sauce on Audrey's plate. And she makes a comment about the way Audrey's speaking up talk. And she says, you sound like a a California blonde. I was like, she is. (laughs) That's where she's from. Yeah, like, I don't, I didn't understand that either. I was like, what does it even mean? Like, she is from California. She is blonde. What, like, what? What kind of, like, insult are you trying to push here, lady? I don't get it. Well, up talk isn't a thing anymore. Now it's that, now the way of talking is, um, <laughs> just go on TikTok and we hear any fucking influencers, how they're talking. It's so annoying. I can't even do it right now because I can't hear it in my head, but it's so fucking annoying. I don't even know what they mean when they say up talk. Like, so she ended it with, like, her so she was like every everything sounds like it's ending up with a like a question like um so this is a so this is a great microphone oh this is great water <laughs> i don't know like it's just how they end the the last word it's so annoying um that was a big thing for a while because i would always be like why are they talking like they're asking a question it's so annoying just like talk normal Um, but the new thing people do is it's like, oh, forget, I can't do it because I I have to hear it and I can't hear it right now. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. If you go on TikTok or or Instagram, you'll hear it. It's just how people talk now. It's it's this weird cadence that people do. It's so fucking annoying. I don't know. I don't really notice any of this stuff because... I get influencers from like all over the world in my feed. So like I'm used to listening to accents and people talk differently. So I don't really notice it. I don't. So I literally legitimately have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> it's going to annoy me now. 
next time you come across the video just send it to me I will. Like, this, this is what i'm talking about so i can be like oh it's almost like up talking it's just i don't know everybody just does the same way of doing it it's annoying i was like when did everybody start talking like this if you're listening to this and you know exactly what i'm talking about please leave us a comment because it's like driving me crazy if you go on any social media and listen to somebody describe like a recipe or an item that they're reviewing they all talk the same exact way it's so annoying it's so annoying it's just follow culture that's what i always call it now (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Joey gets up to make a phone call. She's calling Dawson, obviously. We see him pick it up. (laughs) It's like Joey. Joey's calling. And he just stares at it for like a good like like 30 30 seconds before he like closes it. Because one of the frat bras come over and he's like, come on, Dawson. It's round two. Get ready to chug your life away. And he's like, he's like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, I got to get drunk because my dad died and I can't deal with the pain. (laughs) So he never answers the phone. We cut back to Jen, who's asking Charlie how he thought he was ever going to get away with this. And he's like, get away with what? And uh, Nora says, having your cake and eating it too. And he says, why is it what you said so arousing to me? And Jen's like, don't be so glib, Charlie. Glib makes me mad. Glib makes me want to smash some of your precious vinyl. And she throws his one vinyl record up in the air and then he catches it. I don't know. I would have broke that fucking thing if I were her. (laughs) He's like, look, we never discussed commitment with either of you. None of us discussed commitment, which is bullshit. Because all he did was try to get them, or Jen at least, to trust him. And even though he never said that they were exclusive, he made it very clear that he only wanted to be with her, though. Like, I'm not cheating on you. He lied. You know, he definitely, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wish I could remember how this, this season ends because I know he ends up kind of pursuing Joey. Yeah. I but I don't really, I wish I could remember, man. I can't wait to get to those episodes. Like, I really don't remember how this plays out. But I, I, know, I was like, so frustrating. I love how the girls hand like Nora and Jen. I love how they handle this entire situation. It was Why fantastic. don't you explain it? Explain what happens. I just I don't remember all the dialogue. You have the dialogue. It's fine. Down, it's fine. Just, it's just really funny because so she's you know throwing these vinyl records, and <laughs> I like that she didn't just smash them on the ground, but she was kind of scaring him. You know what I mean? He's trying to explain himself. And then he basically tries to flip the script and be like, listen, I know you're both mad at me. And I know this relationship is done. And I know you're in our relationship is done. But I have a suggestion. And he like leans back and he's got both girls and they're all just looking at each other like, yeah, we know where this is going. And he basically just makes a pass that all three, that three of them just, uh, you know, get together right now. Like basically he wants a threesome. So they're like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> get over there. So they make him get up and walk away. And then they basically make him strip, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun to see his skinny fucking body as he took all his clothes off. <laughs> so he's stripping and the girls are like, yeah, keep stripping. And he's like, no, you turn. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't get me wrong here. We have all the cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Jen. I really do. Um, so they get him down to, you know, his socks. 
And then they make him close his eyes because it's their turn. And I pretty much yeah, I say a couple of things guys I'm excited. They're like, Are you sure you're ready? Like, are you ready for us? He's like, Oh yeah, I'm ready. And then they shove him out in the hallway where it's busy and there's like their students everywhere. And then they close the door behind him so he's locked out. I know. <laughs> so he can't get back in. He's butt naked in the hallway, surrounded by, you know, the co eds of the dorm and he he's literally locked out butt naked. He can't get back in. It's yeah. And then they just leave him there. <laughs> like like fifty other students just in the hallway. Just it is crowded in that hallway. There there had to have been like do you think he was really naked? Do you think he had like a sock on? No, I'm sure he had something on. I don't think he was naked. But I do I do think he's got a big penis. I will say that. Just he's a very skinny guy. And I feel like skinny guys like that always have big dicks. And like he is he is very like he pulls off like sexy really well yeah. um, because he does have an, a, very, a very attractive face. But I just don't find him appealing at all. I just don't know what it is. But well, you have a different taste. You have a different taste. And you're, you're allowed I to. I think he's a lot more handsome now because he's he looks more like a fucking adult to me. I don't know. He just looks oh, like a yeah. child to me. But he takes the um the poster off. He's like, nothing to see here. And I was I thought somebody in in the um dorm would have been like, Yeah, we know. It would have been so funny if they did that. But they didn't. That would have been really funny. But instead they just laughed at him as he struggled <laughs> to get back in his dorm room that he can't get into. I was like doctor. this dorm is never this crowded. Like Jen showed up randomly and there was not another person in sight. And all of a sudden there's like a hundred fucking people in this dorm. I think it had to do with the time of day too. We don't know what time <laughs> of day it was that she showed up the first time when she found Nora in the room. But this looks like it was like the middle of the day. You know what I mean? People were out about um, yeah, I feel like it was around like like after dinner time, like seven ish. Because it was Saturday. No, it was Friday. But oh, that's right. We're at the time. That's right. We're doing Friday into Saturday, not Saturday into Sunday. So it was Friday. Yeah, so Friday night. People were probably you know dinner, laundry. Yeah, like getting ready to go out. Exactly. Remember what it was like in your twenties, getting ready to go out on a Friday night. No, really. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Oh, all right. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm not a partier, dude. It's not my thing. Oh my god, Jimmy. I wonder what it would have been like if we were friends, if we were both the same age. Like You probably we... would have been pulling me out to go. Probably. I and would then I probably like... would have been babysitting you. No, you would have had a drink or two or two with me. Yeah, but I always ended up babysitting. I never actually got drunk when I went out. I don't like getting wasted. I don't like being anybody ever babysat me. I think I just they always just. I was always the one that was babysitting everybody. That's part of the reason why I don't go out (laughs) because I don't drink like that. I don't like being out of control. I don't like losing control of my motor functions and my speech. And I definitely don't like the hangovers the next morning. To me, drinking not worth it. Oh my God, Jamie, I just remembered something. We went to a benefit for Justin's cousin on Sunday, Sunday of all days, right? Okay. And he got me, he, we were drinking Coors Light. I never drink Coors Light, like ever. Like that, I don't even drink beer. Yeah. I had nine beers and I wasn't drunk at all. I didn't even feel a buzz. And I yeah. had one plate of food 
So I had food in my belly. But before that, I think I ate like something small before we left the house. But I didn't wake up with a hangover. I didn't wake up with a headache. Um, I was like tired when I got home, but I didn't fall asleep right away. I thought that was crazy. But Saturday yeah. night, we went to Copa Banana. Just I said, let's go out to dinner. So we went for a walk, went to Copa Banana. I had a double margarita. Like they, um, Did you get a margarita when we went there or did you get something else? I had, I had, a, I had a beer. Yeah. I was drunk off of that margarita. <laughs> we were walking home. I was like, I spent so much money at Acme that I did not need to spend. <laughs> I was buying so much ice cream. And I was doing Snapchat stories um, on my way home. And um, I I got in bed and I just passed out. But it just goes to show you, like, you know. It just depends I, on what you're drinking. Yeah, but that beer did nothing to me. And I'm... You know, I was having a good time, but I was like, wow, I have not drank this much beer since I was like 25. <laughs> I was like, what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> yeah. But and I, mean, I feel I feel like like wines and other like certain mixed drinks or whatever, so much sugar in it. I instantly get a headache. I feel like I skip the buzz and go right to the hangover because of the headache. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm like. I, why am I? Why? It's just a waste. It's just pointless. It's, pointless. <laughs> it's not fun for me. That's all. Well, I only I only did the double. That was it. I didn't do any anything further. We just had dinner. Um, I had a drink and we went home. It was nice. It was a nice night. Yeah. We're back at dinner with Audrey and Joey and her mom. And um Audrey mentions that she's auditioning for a play. And her mom brings up that Audrey used to be an actress. And she's like, Do you miss it? And Audrey's like, No, I can find other ways to feel bad about myself. And her mom says that she misses it, the acting and the modeling. And Audrey says, yeah, she was the Giselle of her time. She's like, you can still see an old A-team episode of hers, <laughs> which is like, it's not an insult, but it's funny because the mom's acting like she was this big thing. Yeah. Um, her mom says that she was actually up for a role for a Scorsese film, but she found out she was pregnant with Audrey. And I'm, I don't know who Scorsese is. I'm assuming it's the director. Martin Scorsese, yeah. He did um like Goodfellas and Casino and all those like mobster movies. Gotcha. Um Michelle Williams was actually in a Scorsese film. Oh. I believe it was Shutter Islands. Yeah. So Audrey's like, Yeah, that's why she hates me. I ruined her career. And her mom's like, That's not true. I just wasn't very good. And she says, You were good. No, she says, You, you were good. You just lacked focus and discipline. And then she starts this whole rant on Audrey about how she went through so many things like toys and boys and schools. And she had to go through six private schools in the last four years. And she had to make a six figure donation to get into Worthington. And she's just embarrassing her own daughter in front of her friend. And this is when Joey is set off. And she says, you know what, Miss Liddell? And she goes, okay, please. And she says, you know what, Kay? I've sat here this entire meal and listened to you do nothing but cut your daughter down. And I don't know if you're just upset with her because she's not what you want her to be or because she's 18 and you're not. Audrey may be dramatic, but at least she's never boring. And she may be interested in a lot of different things, but that just makes her very well-rounded. And as far as discipline goes, she obviously has a great deal because no matter what you seem to say to her, she somehow manages to grin and bear it. As you can see, I don't really have that kind of discipline. Audrey, 
Let's go. There's a party. I loved it, dude. The entire time she went off on her, she did it so, like, she did it so gracefully, you know what I mean? She didn't let anger get the best of her. She used her words really well. Yeah. She, she, that is how I would hope to respond to somebody. Like, I would hope that if I was ever in that kind of a situation where I need to kind of cut in and be like, all right, we're done here, that I'd be able to do it as well-spoken and may actually be able to form the correct sentences to to make it make sense so that we can gracefully make our exit and go. <laughs> I understand that too. I just don't think it's fully realistic. I feel like those things. No, it's hard to, especially when your emotions get involved, because it's hard to kind of put everything in order so that it comes out correctly. I think people can say certain things like you're like, this is what I really want to say to you, right? Like I'm yeah. so fed up right now and I'm going to say yeah. it, but yeah. you're right. Emotions do get in, in involved and you're like, damn it i didn't say everything i wanted to say but that's a yeah whole you think of it you think of it later too you're like oh i could have said this better i could have said it like this and this would have made more I sense i wish i threw this in there i wish i didn't say that you know what i mean it's 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 yeah what it's not planned it's hard so i know like the the last big argument i got into was with the moving company the guy who moved our stuff yeah and but that was a losing battle because it didn't matter what i said he just that kid did not care what i said and oh, no. It didn't affect him, but it affected me. And right. I dealt with that more on emotion and anger because the kid was just a putz. Like he did, he didn't care. But um, I did have some zingers. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your job and move my fucking shit. That's what I'm paying you for, you little asshole. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'll leave your shit outside. I said, do it. I'll do it myself then, you fucking idiot. I called him a dummy a couple of times. That was fun. <laughs> Ugh, I just hate. Don't mind me. Off. I'm just a 42 year old man using language of a five year old. You dummy. <laughs> I think it hurts worse when you call somebody a dummy because dummy is such a harsh word. When it's you're like, like condescending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that's why I said it. <laughs> you're a dummy. You're you're like a fucking kid all right get away from me <laughs> exactly and you know what he wasn't a kid he was he was like 10 years younger than me that's he wasn't a kid he was a grown-ass adult oh, and he knew what he was doing and the yeah. fact that he was the fact that he was upset because of something that he was dealing with because of his emotions he took it out on us for no reason yeah so i had to take it out on him my anger on him because he was being a fucking asshole yours was at least shit. correctly placed with <laughs> his wasn't i know exactly <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Jamie. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. So after Joey gives that whole monologue, Audrey kind of looks at her. She's like, oh, my God. And she, she gets up and she leaves um, her mom at the table, which good for you, Audrey. I'm glad that, you know, you got up and went. Yeah. Um. All right. We already did all this. We don't have to get into this because you already talked about it. Oh, so yeah, the one thing I will say is after Jen and Nora did their thing with Charlie and embarrassed mm -hmm. him, they walk out together and Jen took they had a little bonding to... moment. Yeah, they had it was cute. Do you remember what happened? Well, I know that Jen offered to go see if she wanted to go to the party with her and she declined and said she's just gonna go home and think about her life choices, I guess. I don't know, listen to music, I think is what she said. Yeah. Uh, and Jen's like, yeah, that's a good idea, too. And they just basically offered to get together sometime. That was really it. Well, they also took stuff of his and like... Oh, that I missed. 
Jen, Jen took a CD, one of his favorite CDs, and threw it in the trash. Um, <laughs> Nora had notes for like a, a test that was coming up. Probably the test that he was talking about he should have been studying for. <laughs> midterm, yeah. And Jen took his favorite shirt that he was wearing. And um, she said she's going to use it to like scrub her bathroom or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, they had a cute bonding moment. I thought it would have been cool if they ended up going to the party together and just. Yeah, I think that would have been cool. But I understand Nora wanting to be by herself. But sometimes you, I mean, in that kind of a situation, I probably would have wanted to hang out with the chick. <laughs> I know, and just like been like, why is he such a scumbag? But right. I liked it. But they ended it. They ended it with Jen sort of like standing in boston with like the boston background behind her and you know it was nice it was a nice little scene yeah she still looks super hot (laughs) i know slay girl what the kids say slay Slay. all day (laughs) or so now we're at pacey's boat and pacey and audrey are having like small talk and she's kind of flirting with him but she's not yeah Um, Joey comes up and he kind of calls Audrey out and says like your your friends like flirting with me or whatever and she's like I am not and he's like I call him like I see him and she's like you better watch out or I'll put a hole in your boat or something <laughs> she like walks away <laughs> and Pacey says I have no words and Joey's like me neither <laughs> so um they both ask each other if they've heard from Dawson and they said no. Like neither one of them have heard from him. Yeah. You know? And right as they're saying that, Pacey's like, and speak of the Dawson, he's walking on the dock to the party with Jack and all the frat bras. And he's clearly inebriated. So Dawson Every time comes you say up, fat frat frat bros. It sounds like you're saying frat bras. Like they're all just a bunch of you know, titty slingers. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call them. Bras. Oh. Remember, do you remember, do you remember the same? Yes. We used to always say that to each other. Hey, bra. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like an inside joke thing. Gotcha. But the, I've always I've always said it like that after that, and I've never said it before. <laughs> Yo, bra. What's up? Yeah, like, hey, bra. Because we used to say that to each other. Bra. Um, so Dawson comes up, he's drunk, and he hugs Pacey, and Audrey comes over and she goes, Dawson Leary? <laughs> and they hug, and um, Pacey pulls Jack to the side, and he says, uh, I thought we were supposed to make him feel better, sober. And Jack says, well, at least he's feeling better. <laughs> he's like, okay, I guess. He's like, and- he's not feeling anything at all. And he's like, I mean, same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, Jack. No, it is not the same thing. Jack's just got fraternity brain now, you know? Yeah. He's been sucked into the hive. The hive like, mentality. Well, he's, You know what's weird, though? He he still lives at home. He doesn't live at the fraternity house. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I know he moves in, doesn't he? I'm sure he moves in. I thought that he did. It didn't last very long. I just remember him being there a lot. I don't know. So Dawson is still talking to Audrey when Joey pops up. He says he's happy to see her. And he's like, oh, I was supposed to call you. Let me rectify that. And he pulls out his cell phone and he starts dialing her. And she's like, what is up with you tonight, Dawson? <laughs> and he's like, shh, I'm leaving, I'm leaving a message. And he starts 
like normal and he starts to and then he starts to be like completely honest in his voicemail yeah and he says i just couldn't call you but it doesn't matter because you left me a drunken message and if you hadn't i would probably be in la and maybe my dad would still be alive and joey's like smiling at first and all of a sudden her whole face changes and she's just like i mean he basically just tried to blame her for his father's death so i would have been like what it's amazing how one voicemail could cause so much damage i know um yeah, don't ever leave a drunken voicemail on somebody's phone. <laughs> um, especially when you're right in front of them. <laughs> yeah, right? So he goes, thank you, Joey. I appreciate it. And he's just smiling. like He's a dick. He's being a dick the entire time. Yeah, and she didn't deserve that because she really is no. trying. Yeah. Um. So then the frat bros, the frat bras pull him away. And he just continues on with his partying. So it's the next morning and Pacey's waking up Dawson with a concoction of sauerkraut juice, honey, and Tabasco, which is disgusting. Sounds terrible. It makes him even more nauseous. (laughs) And he goes, I feel like I may have said something that I regret. And he says, "Um, it's obvious that you had a lot of stuff bottled up inside. Combine that with 12 beers and it's bound to happen. And he says, I think I may have said something really terrible to Joey. And he says, yeah, be afraid. (laughs) (laughs) You put on quite a show last night. If it's any consolation, I think Joey's going to forgive you a lot sooner than you forgive yourself. I thought that was such a good line. It was a great line. Yeah, because, I mean, he's right. Yeah. And you know what? I really did like that she didn't hold on to it. And Mm. she just said, whatever. Like, you know, but she even says to them later, like, we're just trying to handle you with, like, kid gloves, kind of. Yeah, kind basically. Of. We cut to Audrey and her mom. Kay is leaving. And she hugs Audrey. And Audrey's like, all right, let go. <laughs> like, you have to leave. <laughs> and she tells Audrey that the only reason that she says some of these things is because it's out of love. And she's like, I love you bunches. And Audrey says, you know what was missing from that speech? an apology for me and audrey says let's just try to be good to one another because i might be a spoiled brat but i'm the only one you've got and you may be a raging psychotic but you're my raging psychotic (laughs) and her mom apologizes and then so does audrey and they hug and Kay leaves for good because i don't think we ever see her again on the show Mm -mm. i don't remember seeing her ever again so audrey comes in and joey offers audrey a cookie as a sign of peace and I think that they were um, those peanut butter cookies. Nutter Butters, is that what they are? I thought it was a Milano cookie, but it was in like a different package. <laughs> it looked like a Nutter Butter. I'm not sure. I didn't pay that close attention to the cookie. I don't Shocker. remember. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so Audrey says, thank you. And Joey says, what did I do? And Audrey says, you defended my honor. That, and you took me to a party. For once, I didn't have to invite myself along. <laughs> She's like, it was nothing. And Audrey's like, no, it was something. You made me feel good about myself. Trust me, that's something. And I hope you don't think less of me with all that stuff she said. And Joey's like, please, girlfriend, please. I'm just glad that I could help. (laughs) 
And she's like, I wish that I could return the favor. I was like, yeah, you're going to fuck her ex-boyfriend in the next like, <laughs> like couple of episodes, I think. <laughs> That's how you're going to return that favor. <laughs> um, Dawson's back at Graham's and it's really early and he's still hungover. And Jen is up already eating this delicious looking breakfast that I can't believe she even made. And I know it looked really good. I Actually, know, while I was watching it, I sat there going, I think I might want eggs for dinner. And I <laughs> obviously didn't do that, but I almost made like eggs. Like it looked really good. And she had pancakes too. Oh. Um, so Jen tells Dawson that his life must suck right now in ways that she can't even imagine. But you know, everybody's trying their best, Dawson. And he says, Yeah, I'm a lucky guy. I've got some pretty kick-ass friends. And she says, Yeah, don't you forget it. And she kind of like rubs his back a little bit, um, which is leading into their soon to be relationship, which I think happens soon too. We cut to Pacey at the restaurant when Karen walks in and she's super tired and super overworked. And she asks him how his party went. And he says, not as good as if you were there. And she says, she'll try not to miss the next one. So then Pacey eyeballs the necklace that she's wearing. And we realize that it's the same one that he gave back to Danny that was on the boat. And she's like, what are you looking at? And he's like, is that new? She says, oh, no, it was my grandmother's, you know, passed down from generation to generation, like the Slayers. (laughs) (laughs) One generation. It's every generation. (laughs) Whatever. And she said she thought she lost it the other night. And he's like, oh, great. Now I know that you're fucking Danny. So I don't think I need to go near you now. Yeah. So mystery solved. <laughs> he found out who it belonged to. I mean, I saw it coming a mile away. Uh, Yeah. So now we're in our finale scene. And Joey and Dawson are walking in town together. He's trying to get on his train. Or is it a bus, right? It's a train or a bus? I don't remember. I feel like it was probably the bus. Did they ever get on a train? No. Never show them. They never show them. I don't remember. I remember if it was a bus or a train. But I feel like it was a bus. Let's go with bus. (laughs) We're going to go with bus. I feel like a bus makes more sense. But yeah, I don't know. No, let's go with train. Because a train would have gotten there faster. Right? Is there a train that goes there? I'm sure. I feel like buses are... Yeah, there is. They took a train to Boston in season Um, three. You're right. And and Joey's been picked up from... Yeah, you're right. There's a train. He's taking the train. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We got that established. Settled that. (laughs) Record time. So he's trying to apologize to her for what he did. And she tells him that they're beyond formal apologies now. And she tells him that he was such a jerk last night. She figures he's feeling all kinds of stupid. And she points out the $2 movie theater and says, he says he can't remember the last time he even went to the movies. I was like in Coda in the season <laughs> four finale when he's all went together. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> and she's like, well, next time we can go together, we'll plan it. And he says, the thought of going to a movie and losing myself in somebody else's world might sound appealing right now, but it just doesn't. And he says he doesn't know what to do with himself. She's like, your dad just died. You have every right to be feeling that way. 
And he tells her that he admits the reason that he came. So he tells her why he came to Boston to begin with, because he had to go see um, a therapist or as he calls it more of a grief counselor. And she's like, really? How did it go? And he's like, it didn't. I flaked. (laughs) And he says, I don't know. Nothing makes sense to me these days. And he says he wants to tell her something, but it may make her sad. And he says, when I made the decision not to go back to L.A., all I could do was daydream about this one thing, kissing you. I was so looking forward to the day when it finally feel right for us to give it another try. And then it died and it just went away. I was living in this fuzzy world of daydreams and I just got yanked right out of it. And I have no idea how to get back there. And what scares me is that I never will. I totally understood that when he said that because he just went through a tragedy and literally your whole world just falls apart and you're trying to figure out how to navigate it again. It's crazy. And it's his, it's his parent. So you're, you never think the worst is going to happen. And then when it does, you're like, what the fuck is this life? I don't understand it. So I totally relate to him in this episode a lot, just the anxiety and everything. And, you know, I think that's why I liked it so much. I actually related to Dawson Leary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I can't. I don't really have that that ability to relate to him in that kind of way. So yeah. I can empathize. But that's really it. So Joey leans in and kisses him. And she says, you'll find your way back. But in the meantime, be daydreaming for the both of us. And they hug. And he looks upset. Oh, I wrote, and the train's ready to board. <laughs> Could have solved that. Oh, ago. And they just stare at each other for a good 37 minutes. Because <laughs> that's how long it felt like. And um, we got the end credits. And that was the episode. And next week, it's episode seven, text, lies, and videotapes. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that was the episode. Final really- thoughts? I mean, even with everything that occurred, my favorite two parts of this episode was Joey telling off. Hey, uh, your mom. <laughs> yeah. What was her name? Hey. Hey? Hey, K A Y. Hey. I don't know. It's not coming through. I couldn't hear you properly. All right. K. I'm like, hey, like, hey's for horses? That's not right. <laughs> Yeah, so that whole scene at the dinner table with her telling her off, and then the whole revenge with Jen. I thought Jen looked beautiful, and that was just funny as hell. Like, I'm so, like, I I love it because it's not something I think that I would ever do. I literally would have just, like, said F you, and we're done, and, like, left it at that. You know what I mean? So the fact that she went and got got some revenge, I love that for her. I want to, I live vicariously through her for all the draw for it. Yeah, I like that I like that they gave her a like a plan of action and she wasn't just being mopey and upset and angry anymore. She was like, "You know what? You're right. I'm going to get back at this fucking asshole for doing this to me." Yeah. And luckily the other girl worked out by helping her do it. So Yeah, I love that she I like I, I... I wish that things like that would happen more because I feel like girls get really threatened and they start taking it out on the wrong person. Like, yeah, no, neither of you females knew. So you need to take it out on the 
main what do you guys have in common right now uh the guy so right. he's the one that's screwing you over so when it when it works out like that i really i love that it works out like that it's just too bad that it doesn't always work like that yeah i never understood that either like when you would see that uh, yeah the the wife or whatever would be so angry at the other woman unless the other person knew who they were or right knew they were married but like if they knew now, that's a whole different ball game because you purposely yeah. became a homewrecker but if he's playing two people at the same time oh no man game on Gross. like take it out on him not each other right well i liked the episode a lot i like i said in the beginning i appreciated dawson's storyline a lot because i related to it i enjoyed joey getting monologue out to audrey's mom i like that audrey and joey bonded in this episode because me too and you i mean we've seen audrey be like a good like potentially be like a really good friend to joey and now we got to see joey kind of have her back too yeah and joey's been sort of like on the fence with audrey since the season started but um i just appreciated that this episode sort of like cemented their friendship yeah yes (laughs) That was very true. I thought it was a good episode. I'm excited to watch next week now. But yeah, I think that's all we got this week. So we talked for a good like uh, two hours before we started this episode, just being fucking jabber jaws. And we lost a little bit of our mojo. But um, I think I think we did pretty well. I think this is going to be a good episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good episode. Um, it'll just be more of a calmer episode. We're not so spastic today. But before we go, I wanted to read one of our uh, latest reviews that we got on Apple Podcasts. Angel Ray gave us five stars and says, Brings me back, way back, back in the time. I was only 12 when the show came out and tried to follow but couldn't. Waited a few more years and saw it during a marathon. I love Pacey and I ship Pacey and Joey. Dawson is so too dramatic. (laughs) I never got to catch up on the whole series, but I remember the whole Andy Pacey relationship chaos so clearly. Those were some hard but eye-opening episodes to watch. Yeah, they were. My heart broke for Andy and Pacey, always trying to help. Yeah, this person gets it. (laughs) I totally agree. Um, So I'm 37 now and re-watching, and I agree with both of y'all on... Oh, I said y'all. I agree with both of y'all on so many points. I'm on episode seven and tune in to the podcast after I watch a handful at a time. Oh, thank you. You two are such a joy to listen to. And I'm constantly laughing and smiling to your antics and tangents. Wait, I'm glad. The first, they said tandems, but oh. I'm gonna take it. Keep it up, guys. You rock! Exclamation point. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Angel Ray. We appreciate Thank that so you. much. And we love that they included like a story in relation to the show. Like I love when our listeners I love the connections. Please connect. Continue to connect. Make all the connections. Yeah, because it's sort of like I, I understand. I got it. I know I agree with you, Angel Ray. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Um if you want to leave a five-star rating or review for us, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. But Jamie, happy two-year anniversary of the podcast. Happy two-year podiversary. Podiversary. Um, Maybe we'll do like a um, thing, like a giveaway again. I'll have to figure it out. But I just want to say thank you to all the people who have supported us these past two years. 
And all of, like I said, the friendships that we've made and people coming on our show and being so kind and um, giving us their time and letting us come on their shows and, you know, supporting us that way. It's all about word of mouth and like getting us out there. And it's podcasting like there's a million podcasts out there. And I feel like only so many really make it. And I feel like our goal with this is to really make it and we'll see what happens and have fun while doing it. Exactly. And thank you, Janie, for being like the best co-host ever and agreeing with everything that I say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't agree with everything, Stephen. No, I mean, going along with everything that I say. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. Well, thank you for being the best co-host Stephen, because we would not be here without you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> At least I'm self-aware. Yeah. But yeah, we hope we have a lot more years together doing this. Let's hope. Hope and pray. We do. We do. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find you? Yeah. So you can find me at Lynn underscore book lover right on Instagram. Beautiful. Thanks. And if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. We actually just started a threads on Instagram. So go and follow us over there as well. We'll follow you back. Yes. Um, If you want to send us any type of email or any type of feedback, you can send it to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and read it on our next episode. And if you're feeling super generous... Click our link tree in our bio and go join our Patreon page where we just finished recapping the entire (laughs) first and only season of Young Americans. And we are actually starting this week our brand new show, the Kevin Williamson created drama Glory Days, which was on the WB for one whole season in 2002. So go on over there and join at our $5 level and you'll have access to everything. So yeah. But for now, thank you for listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. And yeah, happy anniversary. We'll be back next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. (laughs) You were so sing-songy. I know. I thought I'd do something different. (laughs) Switch it up. Switch, 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 switch it up. Oh, Jamie. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Creek talk, talking about the creek. Talking about.